Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have our next guest, Selena Zamora, who is Senior Program Manager, Developer Community at MongoDB. Selena works with the MongoDB user groups and was tasked with relaunching the program during the pandemic. Today, she shares how she broke down silos to build a global program and how she and her team are measuring their success. Selena, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you. I'm excited. All right, let's dive in. I would love if you could describe what MongoDB is and what exactly it is that you do in your role. Sure. So MongoDB is a document-based database. So um, what that does is it helps really store information um, more easily for developers to create applications. So, you know, there's two different types of databases. There's relational, that's uh, your SQL versus your no SQL. And MongoDB is your NoSQL database. So if you think of an Excel sheet, it's driven by rows and columns, right? But MongoDB is a document. So if you think of a recipe, right, um, you have all of the ingredients, you have the preparation, the timing, all of that into one single document. So think of MongoDB on that side of the recipe analogy because honestly that I talk about MongoDB people are like I don't understand what NoSQL versus SQL means and relational versus non-relational databases so MongoDB just provides a platform and a database to easily build applications by providing data in a much more easier state so in my role I work with the community programs team specifically focusing on building their global user group program and been there for about eight months and have just really been compiling best practices and resources and making sure that we can really meet our community in the way that they're hoping for as well as where they're located and what resources and content we can provide them so yeah that's it in a nutshell really (laughs) right on so when you joined the team for the user groups What was that journey like? Like when you joined, did they already have user groups in place or were you brought on to kind of launch that program? Yeah, that's a great question. So MongoDB had meetup groups a while back and really driven in a very different state than what we're used to in community overall. And it was really driven by our marketing and field marketing team as an opportunity to drive webinars and and other resources which is great, yet we weren't really reaching our developers in the community state that we wanted to. So I came back more um, into a, a state of how do we relaunch this community and how do we relaunch these user groups in a way that we can scale it with the content we're looking for, with the right audience that we're really trying to capture. And more importantly, just understanding the content and you know, sense of belonging that they're looking for. So it was kind of rebuilding what was already built a while back, but bringing in and kind of relaunching a program that really elevates and evolves with where we're going in in terms of developer relations. So 
So it started with field marketing and marketing. Mm -hmm. And now does it fit under a different like is it are you in community? Like how did you kind of bring those cross departments together and and make it all like one happy family? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we it's really interesting because our community programs team sits under engineering and um, focusing specifically in our developer relations org. So very different from when, what I'm used to, but definitely makes sense in terms of the life cycle of a developer. And so working with field marketing and working with our marketing team in general, it was just really trying to come from a seek to understand approach because they had done so much work and really built a community that was actually very valuable and, and rich but it was kind of understanding the overall progress of a how did it exist what were your goals what were you all trying to do what happened in terms of engagement help me understand best practices and not to really step on anyone's toes or try to you know make them feel like what they did wasn't valuable but more so figuring out how to partner in what worked what didn't work and what should we be very intentional about when we move the dial and to this day, this team, that team has been very forthcoming and very welcoming in terms of providing insights that maybe, you know, I didn't really understand because they had already created such a global, a global scale or really a global footprint. So just trying to really understand, you know, how do we pull from that and make something that we're actually trying to, to continue to build. Where are your user groups at then right now? Because if so, the field marketing team kind of built it in a global scale. Um, Where are they now? Are they still that, you know, like huge global program or is it more local or how are you kind of looking at that way? So we did have a very large and global presence. So we had such a rich place to pull from, but you know, A, the pandemic happened. We were seeing that engagement wasn't as involved as it used to be maybe a year or two ago. So it was, even though it was global at that point, at one point, it was almost like we were trying to transfer them into those pre-existing groups into a new community in terms of the experience, in terms of the platform. But what we recognized is A, if we don't have content, if we don't have leaders to run these, if we don't have events, we're not going to actually lead the horse to water if there's no water to drink. So we had to really kind of take a step back and say, okay, we had this really rich community. We see our users going into our doc site and there's millions of users, but why can't we tap into them and how do we do that? And so even though we were starting to think, because I came in with the mindset of, okay, let's start small and then go big. And then realize, uh, no, we have such an opportunity to go big and then become more hyper-local. Right now, because of the virtual state, people aren't really meeting in person. We're starting to see it in other markets and other regions that you know, are in a different state than a lot of, or the rest of the world. So. It was very much doing the research, putting my ear to the ground and really looking at data and realizing 
you know what, I have to really think through this program and we're going to have to make a hard pivot. And that pivot's going to look like more of a global presence. Let's really expand and really like open it up to the rest of the world and see what comes from that and then iterate about, you know, upon that. And so right now our user groups actually have, we decided to go more global. So we're, we started with like industry based and testing that. And we saw a huge gaming group and community. And we're like, well, we should definitely create a community based, a community that really, you know, elevates our gaming uh, developers and enthusiasts. And we had one of the largest turnouts. We had over 200 RCPs. And granted, in a pandemic state, in a community that's brand new, that was really, you know, such a learning point for us is that we should continue to go global. And so now we have more global uh, communities than we do hyperlocal. And we've seen such a, a great response from that. So we're going to keep going that way. And then we'll start diving into the more hyperlocal regional. You know, I'm glad that you bring that up because I think that we have so focused and I mean, I <laughs> so focus on, you know, let's talk about the story. Let's tell the story of how you moved from in-person user groups or these hyper-local, like region, location-based user groups to a virtual world. And that's what we've been talking about for, well, 11 months. But <laughs> now, I mean, yeah, maybe we need to start to kind of have the conversation of how are we going to start to get that laser focus again after we've been in this world where 200 gaming developers mm -hmm. from all over the place got to hang out together virtually. I think that's why hybrid is going to be the new thing. Like virtual is not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I think you'd be doing a disservice to your to your community if you were to limit it to in-person versus virtual. It needs to be a hybrid approach. You know, and I think that's been the biggest learning for us. An opportunity really is realizing that, you know, virtual at first was kind of this scrambling effect of like, oh no, how are we going to support our in-person communities to, oh, wow, this is actually expanding our, you know, leaders, our members to be able to connect on a much larger scale and then provide content that will make a much larger impact. So if we cut that at the head at some point, we're just going to completely do ourselves a disservice. Totally. And so 200 people RSVPing for an event is, I mean, awesome. Yes, especially during a pandemic, especially gaming developers. <laughs> like, yeah, take yeah. time out of your day to come to this event. Um, but yeah. what are some of the other ways that you're measuring success in your user groups programs? We have to start simple. So it's going to be, of course, growth and engagement is where we're going to focus our attention. So growth in terms of like how many events are we having, you know, how many leaders have we onboarded that are actually really driven by managing these communities as well as of course our attendance our rsvps and then also our site membership are people actually coming into the site to see and understand and learn more maybe they haven't done something or haven't joined an official community but they are interested in learning more about an event and so for us it's you know, it's it's not just looking at, at it as a challenge, but as an opportunity. How are we like really focusing on those individuals and how are we trying to provide them with content and events that make them feel supported? So 
yeah, metrics for us are just really, I feel like general community metrics in terms of how are we growing? How are we engaging? What does that quality level of engagement look like? Are they actually returning to events? Are we seeing that? Are we seeing a group of individuals that keep coming and why? And so it's a very simple model right now for us because we're at such a beginning phase. Um, but with that comes a lot of learnings. So of course, metrics for us really <laughs> important to showing our value. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, something that a lot of community professionals kind of forget or don't think of is that while you're building your community, there's so much to learn. And that includes which metrics to track. You know, I think I've tracked every single metric you could possibly track in your community. Um, and when it yeah. came time to reporting, I was like, okay, but which one should I talk about? Yeah. So I think that you get there like you once you are, you know, moving and shaking and you're you're on a roll. That's when you can kind of really own those metrics and know mm -hmm. exactly what you're what you're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, it also rolls into your health metrics too of like, is my community healthy? And even though you're trying to grow significantly and really provide the resources and foundation for your members to come and meet and discuss best practices and tips and all of that, but are we actually seeing quality-based engagement? Are we seeing that they're fully feeling supported is this their place of belonging and trust? And, you know, it, it has to be this and that. And so even as small as we are, it's, it's making sure we keep a pulse on that. Yeah. I feel like I could talk to you for another hour because I want to hear about <laughs> how you onboard leaders and how you're measuring these things. But we don't have that kind of time. So I'm going to ask you my last question, which is the one that I ask all the guests. Yeah. What is a memorable moment you've had in your community? Um, well, the past eight months have been quite um, a ride, to say the least, in, in a great way, because it has been such an experience in relaunching a community. I think really, like, I can, I can talk about individual experiences, but I really have to talk about it as a whole. So really, it's working with the team that, that I work with now. You know, we came in, onboarded during a pandemic with bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready to hit the ground running. And I can't tell you how much I've learned from my team and just their overall passion and investment in this community and the members we serve. I think really my highlight was when we launched, when we had our official launch. And it's kind of hitting this like invisible button of where you get to say like, here we go, we're running with it. All the hard work that we, we you know, accomplished, all the planning, all of the collaborative discussions, you know, between Leif, Jamie, and I, I think we've done some of our best work, but hitting that, that launch button and seeing just the overall engagement was such a highlight for me, not only because I felt super supported uh, by my team, but also because seeing just the excitement from our members, from our users to our teams, it was just such a pivotal moment for me because I realized that all the work that you do in the back end actually matters. And, and that was big. I love that. I love the big invisible button. That's such a great visual. <laughs> Go. <Yeah. laughs> it, it really feels like that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Selena. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you today. Same. Thank you so much for the opportunity. 
thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre. <laughs>